episode six of Onset with Rachel Lee. Thank you for listening in and thank you to those who are following and subscribing. Very much appreciated. But first, for today's episode, I'd like to apologise for the quality of the sound. I recently attended a couple of workshops with a couple of directors from the popular Australian soapy Neighbours. And on one of those sessions, uh, I was attending a scene workshop with Jovita O'Shaughnessy. And she was able to share with us some wonderful experiences that she had on set working with Margot Robbie. So it was a very last minute decision to record it with her permission, of course, and I'd love to share that with you. So I hope you enjoy. But I've never met Scripts and her twos and fours of her journey, the character journey, went on going here, there, and everywhere else. And Maya had this book, a Bible, her own Bible, and she'd like little, write a little prayer of each scene and the comings and goings, and, and she was really spectacular in the detail, actually. And so this really helped her craft her her character up, and um, also helped her know where she was for each scene. So she would do that pre-shooting. And then add detail when we were shooting for whatever reason, if something slightly changed. There was this one time when um, uh, we were shooting uh, pickups, or something had happened, I can't remember what happened anyway. It was six weeks after the fact. So, this particular scene we had to shoot was six weeks after where it should have been shot. And at the time, you know, when you do that, you're not working with the same crew, you've got different continuity people, you've got different co costume people, and everything else. Somehow the notes pre and post that uh, scene were lost. So everyone's running around in a flap going, oh my god, oh my god, I don't know what I'm going to, you know, I don't know what she's supposed to be wearing, I don't know what's happening, and, you know, so we were all running around in circles. And then Margot, someone says something, and Margot goes, oh, I know, hang on, it's a little book out. Oh yeah, so it was day six. Um, it was this, you know, we knew the scene number, it was day six, it was this time, and I came from wherever she came from, and I went to wherever she went to, and the big question for us was what was her costume, and she had written down the details of her costume, because this is at the time when her character was a, um, I think a, a budding designer, and she had the whole Shruggalero thing, and she went, it's this Shruggalero, because she had various Shruggaleros that she was wearing. I think it was the black and red one, I could be wrong about that. And she was like, oh no, so it was this Shruggalero. And we're like, oh my God, you saved us. You completely saved us. And that, she was just, she was so dedicated to her craft that she not only just did stuff like that, so she knew where she was going, but she just was, you know, really did everything she could to learn as much as she could from everyone and everything at that time. So the time, for the time that she was in Davis, I was three years, it could have been two and a half, I'm not sure. She went from being fairly raw to absolutely spectacular. And I would say to her things like, because her, her character was so ditzy and, and spoke very fast, and you see the Xanthi character is very much a, a model on, on what Margot created and the writers in between them. But you know, you, you can't 
write things for somebody that can't do it. So as we saw more and more her quirky personality, and she is a very funny human being, um, they write more and more for her. And she um, she was just spectacular by the end. Like I said, I would say things like, and her nickname was Maggot, I'd go, Maggot. Just, you know, I just need that to be more Donna. And she would know exactly what I meant and when I meant it, you know. And I didn't have to be that articulate with her, and she'd just like, yep, and do it. She was, yeah, really good. And her, her comic timing is, you know, fantastic. So she really worked hard and it paid off. And I, I made a bet with her in the last weeks that she was going, this is the sort of person she is. She always liked a good bet. She had uh, eating competitions with the runners. And um, she would eat, you know, so much spaghetti. And, uh, and, uh, the loser would be whoever threw up first. <laughs> she would, uh, when Jackie's mother passed away, she, her mother um, had um, all these unbelievable uh, 60s and 70s outfits. And uh, I don't know how it came about, but Jackie ended up giving ball to Margot. And every day Margot would come in, in some sort of outrageous 60s or 70s jumpsuit, pantsuit, flower power, whatever. And it looked spectacular. Uh, and so she would do things like that. In the weeks before she left, uh, the months before she left, she, I think it took her three months, she uh, hand designed a mug for every single person on the cast and crew oh. and, and drew a little picture and their name and, and everything. Like every single person, I think it took her three months every night. And that's, you know, about a hundred mugs she had to do. And they all have specific question, uh, specific little pictures to you and what you did and your name. She's just a wonderful girl. Um, and I said, I had a bet with her. She said, you know, I said, uh, it'll take you, I said, they'll pick you up straight away in the US. I said, take you two months. And she goes, oh, I think so. And I said, yeah, look, two months, Max. That's how I felt. I just knew she was exactly what they were looking for. Anyone was looking for, really, because she was so capable. Anyway, so of course, she gets Pan Am. And uh, I, I talked to her about it. A year later, I were at Stephen Dennis's house. Um, and we met up and, and I said, so how long was it? She said, three weeks, Jeff. Three weeks. Three weeks. Right. And wow. that's you know. But she looked, make no mistake, she's not, she doesn't trade on her look. She's very smart. She's very dedicated. She works on her craft. And I think, you know, looking at, um, I, Tonya, right? That, you know, how she managed to characterise Tonya was just so, so good. And that's the sort of level of, you know, you can't half-ass that shit. You can't buy, do a bite on the of somebody and half-ass it. You really have to be. And what I love about that film is when they show the actual footage and the replication of how they looked and how they behaved was just perfection. Just perfection. I thought it was terrific. And, you know, she talks about Wolf of Wall Street. She, she, she knew um, when she was doing that audition, she knew... She had to pull something out of the box to get that role. She was relatively, you know, no one. She'd done Pan Am. That was jack shit in the, in the world of film. So she'd done it once, I think just that one then. I could be wrong, she might have done something else, but I think that's what she'd done in years. And she knew she had to pull something out of her ass to get that audition. And so while she got to get that role, so while she was doing that moment with um, uh, Leonardo, she said she remembers thinking, God, to make it work. And she says, as she was thinking about what it is she had to do 
She said she just smacked him across the face. And I mean, they were having a fight. They were having an argument, and it just changed everything um, with uh, the dynamics of that scene that they were auditioning in that moment. And she did. But yeah, she's, she's a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she's a great person, like funny, funny ass. She's got this, she used to have this photo up on the green room uh, wall, and it's a picture of her when she's about eight years old. And you remember those little lipsticks, doll lips, lipsticks? She's got one of those firmly shoved up in <laughs> That's Margot to a She's, you know, she's never grown out of that. And she's, you know, she's not, She's funny mixed because she's got a lot of brothers and she grew up pig farming and all that stuff up here in Queensland. She's, you know, she's not lying about that. She's just, you know, tough as nails and is not afraid to look stupid. And I think that's probably her biggest attribute is she's never afraid to take a risk because she's not afraid that she will look stupid. And a lot of people are. They're afraid of just looking silly or, or pulling a certain face or not being perceived this or that. No, she just has no fear. You know, and I don't know how she got there. But kudos to her to have no fear and, and go into Hollywood and just smash it. And, and clearly has the smarts to get her own production company up and start mm. producing films. And I mean, she did it all in I don't even know, five years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think she's been there for seven now, but I mean, five years before you legend. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. So maybe you can give us your top three tips from today. Oh, top three tips. Uh, well, that would be one, be fearless. Be fearless. Two would be, you know, if you're going to do something, you've got to dedicate yourself to it. Don't half-ass anything. You know, she really, really knuckled down and, and knew her words all the time. She never didn't know her, her lines. She was just all over everything all the time. Um, so really, just know that your craft requires work and work at it. Uh, the second you get complacent, I, I, I reckon you can see it on screen. To me, I can, I can see somebody who's just doing the motions. Yeah. Uh, and the third top, oh, the third um, note would be, look, just get your face in, as much, in front of as many people as possible. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean through the system. You guys can get together and make your own skits and shit and put them up on, on uh, in one way or another. You, you could do it on your phones, you could shoot on your phones. Mm -hmm. You can edit it on your phones. You know. um, it's really, really basic. And the fact that what we were just doing here today shows me that you all have the potential to do it. It's quite simple when you put it together and you think, gee, there's people paid so much money to do that stuff. Yeah, there's, there's certainly grades of um, how amazing stuff can look. But at the end of the day, when you've watched a, if you've ever watched any of those feature films that are just shot on a farm, you start, suddenly start to forget about the quality and you concentrate on the story. Mm. And I mean, look, we obviously watched The Brady Bunch for Christ's sake, and what did that look like? Yeah. And, and various other things, and we watched it because it was the story. Yeah. It certainly wasn't because they had great hairstyles and clothes. They did not have time. I'm not even sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it's that thing about um, learning your craft, applying your craft, and look, people say to me, you know, 
you know, you know so much and everything else. It's like, I never stop learning. Every time I do something, I learn something new. Mm-hmm. Either about myself or uh, new equipment. And, you know, the equipment changes so much. You know, it's just so quick. We can't keep up anymore. Um, so, you know, you're always learning that this new equipment comes out. New ways to do something. New ways to post-produce things. So you're always learning. And you never stop learning as actors I don't think we ever stop learning because it's a creative process mm-hmm. you know um, and anything that is creative you're always like just pushing those edges out those that then pushing the envelope to see where you can go and what you can do so recapping I guess that's my top what did I say forward just do something you know the thing is doing something just try it and even if you go oh my god that's shit I can't put that up in the net did the process and it means you understand more what everyone else does. And if you understand what everyone else does, you can be better at your job because it is a collaborative process. Nobody can work in a bubble. Some people try. And when I hear about actors or directors being arrogant assholes, I just think, how? It's a collaborative process. You have to be communicative with each other. You can't just go, well, I'm just doing it by the way. Have to work around it. So that's great because then that, that just makes that one dimensional. Mm-hmm. I just think everybody's got something to say and everybody's got something to give in that situation. Use it, you know. I never, you know, if, if a runner comes up to me and says, Thanks, mate, I didn't see that. Awesome. A hundred eyes is better than just my, my two eyes, you know. So, you know, any help is gratefully received while you're trying to shoot, especially because. Budgets are shrinking. Everything is just so, so small. And the great bulk of things. And then you've got the other side of things where you get features from the very, very, and just, wow, how much money can you piss up against the wall? And I see it's the same as sort of, sort of like um, in the advertising world as well. There's the big ads, and they, those advertising places make, um, you know, they can pay a lot of money to do big ads, like your car ads, your coke ads. Everything under that now is, is, is shot by content producers or content makers, if you like. And that's somebody that goes out and shoots, directs, edits, mm-hmm. does the whole thing, one person, and then goes, there's your ad, and turn it to 30 seconds or 15 seconds on the net, or it ends up on television or whatever. And that, there's that whole level of where they don't spend money. So there's just this, where they used to be stuck in the middle, now it's here, or it's here and there's not a lot in between, you know, it's really hard to find those gigs now that are in between. And when I say those gigs, they're gigs like the one hour television shows. Um, so, you know, you've got your fast turnaround television, then you might have a few shows like Playing for Keeps, um, 800 Words, those kind of shows kind of try to occupy that middle section and then you've got your high end that's starting to come into this country you know the Kettering incident uh tidelands that sort of stuff and that when i call those things high end they're only called high end because they're made for a global market and the second you hear more, more, that means more money's been put into the production values of those shows uh, and so there's just this massive gap between that and that and see a lot of those high-end global market 
getting made for, more money is being pumped into those than they are for our our features. Mm. So it's, it's a really interesting sort of place we're at. But the good news for you guys is that you can do it on a shoestring. Mm. You know? and, and it's just learning the process. Learning, learning until it's backwards and learning. And, and if, you know, because if you end up shooting on, say you go and shoot something on ABC, maybe you get something into ABC comedy or black comedy or one of those shows, I guarantee you they don't have a full crew and they're doing half the stuff themselves. Like, oh, I'm just in the ground. I'm positive they're doing half the stuff themselves, you know. And that's just the way it is these days. So if you come on a show like that and you have a skill as an actor, a bit of comedian, oh, and I can chuck a few lights up, and operate the camera if I need to, just to find it. Mm. I really think it's going to go down that path. Because people are going to be going, well, if I don't have to pay much, that's all I'm going to do. When that show, whatever you're on, becomes successful, that's when the money comes. Mm. But yeah, just have a crack. It'll hurt you. So thank you again for listening into today's podcast. I do apologise once again for the poor quality of that audio. As I said, it was a last-minute decision and I was a little bit further away from her than I should have been. So I do apologise, but I hope you were able to get something out of that and I hope you enjoyed it. So stay tuned for my next episode and thank you again for listening. Please share and subscribe with your friends and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye.